This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks, Die Bar Style podcast, of and about the Seattle Mariners that you were listening to right here on the Odyssey app, or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. I don't care as long as you're liking, subscribing, and those feelings go for our YouTube channel as well. Go check this episode out on YouTube, and if you're over there, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a comment give us a rating we love those five tool baseball players but you know what we like more than that those five star reviews anyways i'm going to shut the hell up so you can enjoy the newest episode of the rye bread and mustard and mariners podcast that's going to start right after this get ready to play hardball in the kingdom take me to the ball game i want to see the ants Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. With the signing of Otani, that pretty much means Cody Bellinger is probably the next touted after free agent. We have already talked in great length about him, so we won't talk about him on this episode, but make sure to go to our podcast here on uh, Odyssey and scroll back and check that out or go to our YouTube page and check that uh, breakdown of Cody Bellinger of why he'd be a perfect fit, but also not for uh, what there is to spend for the Mariners. We've had a lot of uh, comments actually on that um, <laughs> on that one, including actually, let me go to it really quick. <laughs> These other guys. Let's go to what they're saying here on Reddit, panel. Um, we have my first notification is them telling me they kicked off my video and link of the uh, Artie Moreno uh, dumpster fire, uh, which is also another uh, topic that we have where we are talking about Artie Moreno's the Angels, you know, owner who has created this really bad era for the angels as far as just letdowns, but also kind of making the point of, Hey, at least he's going out there and spending some fucking money. Uh, he's trying, he's just hitting snake eyes every single time. Well, uh, the comments we had about Cody Bellinger, he's a Boris client. So that actually takes us out of the running. He's going to cost more than 20 million. Another comment. The Mariners should give anyone not named Cal or Julio to Arizona for Corbin Carroll. Uh, was that you, Hannah? Was that you, Ninja? Um, someone says this whole thing is this is mega depressing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also, yeah, we're not going to be able to afford Bellinger of 20 million. Okay, we heard that. 
There's zero percent chance you sign Cody Bellinger for 20 million, considering he's hurt, turned down a 25 million offer to stay with the Cubs. Meaning, if you are a believer that our budget is 20 million, we can't afford Cody Bellinger. Uh, hello, your post has been removed because we've determined it. Oh, this is these are old ones, and then I think there's one on here. Oh, there's a nice one here. I love this podcast. Um, thank you. Um, there's one also on here where they said, Hanno sounds like Chris Griffin, who smokes and is a little grown up now. Uh, the character. <laughs> so, hey, as your celebrity doppelganger. Um, My another cartoon doppelganger. Yes, there you go. And then we also have, please do not sign this player. And we also have, get this shit out of here. So. <laughs> We're so gonna, let's move on to the next player. Let's move on. We're going to skip that. But if, if you're in the um, camp of like, hey, let's let's put out some hope or let's keep you're in the camp of let's keep the hope for Cody Bellinger, which I think is more realistic than Otani. Uh, go check out what we had to say about the Cody Bellinger. You'll find that on the Rye Bread Mustard podcast YouTube channel, or you can find it right here on Odyssey or wherever else you're getting those pods from. But let's talk about. J.D. Martinez is obviously not going to be the Dodgers D.H. next year. This is somebody that possibly last year could have been a big fit. People were a little weary about him because he kind of had a down year in Boston before he left. Uh, bounced back with 271, 33 home runs, 103 RBIs, 117 hits. Uh, he is 36 years old. He is a D.H primary DH, but Jerry did say more so now than he was last year. Last year, they were completely against just getting a DH hitter. They wanted all these versatile players like, what's the guy's name? What are all the players, the versatile players they had last year? I said I'd never speak their names again. Tommy Listella. Yeah, like it was Tommy Listella and the guy that we... Adam Adam LaRoche. Adam LaRoche. Uh, what was the guy? Cooper Hummel. Yeah. yeah. Tom Murphy. Tom Murphy. I think he was the starting DH, I think, at the start of the year. Um, but, yeah, well, we passed up on AJ Pollock. AJ Pollock. There you go. Um, yeah. So, last year's war was 1.9. He had 432 at-bats. He was playing on a deep teams that you didn't have to play every day if you didn't need to. But... The guy still hit 271, OPS of 893. And Ninja, you're saying this is the guy that we cannot pass on again, and we made a mistake on it last year. It's what you said on the last episode. Sell us on this. Well, I mean, he's one of the better hitters in baseball. He has been, you know, he's a vet, veteran prepper, you know, presence. You know, we're going to need. It'd be nice to have that, too. But, I mean, you can look at his career stats and, the, you know, what you're going to – he's estimated to get one year 14 or $15 million this year from somebody. But, it's like, a poor, a poor man's Otani. I think second-best DH in the game behind Otani. Yeah, he's an, he's an upgrade, that's for sure. Uh, another piece of many pieces that this team is missing since they – have moved on from so many guys and made so many trades here in the early part of the hot stove. 
but uh, I haven't really got much back in far as far as production like a JD Martinez would be. So yeah, he would be a guy that would be nice. There's also another couple of DHs I know you're going to talk about or guys that could DH, but he's definitely on that list. The only thing that concerns me about him is you are bringing a lot of strikeouts back into the fold. I mean, he's a, he looks like he's right now in the last three seasons, he's averaged around a buck 50 on the strikeouts, but the guy does slug um, and he's a DH and he, you got to have somebody like that in the lineup. You just can't have four guys in the lineup that are like that. Um, but the guy, but the guy has played, you know, in the last few years, except for 2013, when he was young here, I believe he might've had an injury that year in, in Houston. Um, this is a guy that plays quite a lot of games. You're looking at at bats in the six, almost 700. We're looking at um, as far as RBIs. Last year, 103. He had in his down year, he had 62. Prior to that, 99. We'll skip over 20. But in let's just say this: in, in 54 games, he had 27 RBIs. 18, he had uh, 130. I mean, this is somebody that's been in MVP voting four times in the last three years, he's been an all-star. So I yeah, know that I mean, a little bit ago, but he's still, you know, he's turned into the primary DH. So if, if you like Mike Ford. Yeah. And he's a, but he is a better option than Mike Ford. Hanno. I was just going to say too, uh, if he likes where he lives, um, the gentleman, Mr. Otani, who took his job, he could go and replace Otani in Anaheim and not have to move. It's all going to come down to money, probably. And just wither away the rest of, <laughs> the rest of his career or get flipped. Um, I saw that he is linked to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, yeah, which he's played with, uh, there before. Which I like to call the, uh, the fake Mariners uh, out, out there. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you put JD Martinez in that lineup with with A. Eugenio. There's a lot of strikeouts right there, but uh, a lot of thump in the lineup. Uh, you know, this guy drafted by the Twins, no six, but pretty much he was a product of the Astros that went to Detroit, that went to Boston, and uh, you know, Houston's been pretty good at picking people. Um, God damn, that was such a a deep team. So JD Martinez would obviously hit with like fourth in a Mariners lineup. Yeah, he's definitely our cleanup guy. And just to go back on his salary, I pulled it up right here. Last year he made ten million dollars. So yeah, the Mariners, like were you saying, completely fucked up on this. For ten million dollars, you could have had this in your lineup last year. Well, you mentioned, you know, the big strikeouts. If you went to Arizona with Eugenio, um, I would have taken last year with Eugenio. I mean, they can help each other out. Sure, they probably would have struck out a lot. But, you know, one guy can protect the other. You know, it lengthens the lineup, like Scott likes to say. I mean, what, how many homers yeah. did you say he hit last year? 33? Yeah. 30. <laughs> He's going to make more than 10 million. 
His expected contract is fourteen to fifteen million. Okay, so that's so he's he's getting a bump. He bet on it. He he he's coming up from last year. Had a great year when people were doubting him. Uh, God damn, I would I would love to have this guy in the lineup. And yes, you said again. There's your leadership that we're missing in the in the lineup. Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners, inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Be the first in your neighborhood to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose Glasses. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Another guy that I don't know if we're really linked to him, but it seems like there is some talk about it is uh, Yamamoto. Seems like Mets, Giants, Yankees, Dodgers are after him. Uh, Like Blake Snell, I think this would just be a situation where we would have to have traded for Randy Rosarino or uh, Solaire, which we'll get into or uh, anyone else, I don't see the Mariners getting this guy without doing that. And I, frankly, I do not see him getting him, but just for the sake of conversation here, uh, what do you know about Yamamoto, Ninja? Well, I have heard is, you know, he's linked to the Mets and the Yankees. You know, he's, uh, um, you know, here, I have some notes on that. Well, I'm also seeing that he's linked to, I'm pulling this up on X or Twitter, after the Otani signing, it is looking like the the Dodgers might aggressively go after him. Yeah, he, he could possibly cost 100 to $200 million too. Yeah, they're saying 10 years, $300 million. Yeah. Is what he ends up going for. He struck out 9.3 batters for every nine innings last year. And uh, he struck out six times more, more batters than he than um, he walked. And then in the MLB, the only other three pitchers to do that were Strider, um, FN, and Webb. So that's the kind of control control strikeout pitcher he is. I know you guys seen him when he pitched in the WBC when you were watching Japan. Yeah, he's uh, mm-hmm. definitely got some stuff. It just to me, it's it's not a need for the Mariners on on any on any length and i mean in any situation just given what we have uh, but it also says that uh like i was saying after landing otani dodgers are aggressively pursuing that free agent yamamoto flexibility of otani's contract provides and allows los angeles to make room for additional marquee free agents come on dodgers leave something for us throw us a bone here um, but no, I don't know. Why would we sign Yamamoto when we could sign Snell, though? They're probably going to be similar contracts, but I think I'd rather have Snell. Yeah, we would do something like that, not sign the hometown kid and sign him instead. <laughs> oh, the one thing I'd say about Snell is he's pitched in the major league, the most elite baseball league in baseball. And we, we know what to expect out of Snell. Um, since the whole Snell, uh, Thanksgiving Day week bonanza that he, the Mariners uh, 
where he profused, uh, where he professed his love and want to come to the Mariners. I haven't heard a damn thing since. Yeah. He was supposed to be signed in two weeks, I thought. Yeah, I, <laughs> I said that. I said, <laughs> but I will, I will, I will also say, I will also say if you, if you listen to the fine print of that, I did say if the Mariners are going to sign the Mariners, it'll be in two weeks. The part where I was wrong was he'll be gone in two weeks. I'll have to go back to the timestamp and see if our if our video is from two weeks ago. I still think I'm a little bit in that in that thing, but it's, but it's uh, payment for that, payment for that statement is coming up. People are talking a little bit about is Jorge Soler. But man, that guy can he can hit. He would fit that outfield outfielder one and a half outfielder profile. <laughs> yeah. We have. Uh, I know that I've heard here. Pull this up, which I've also seen here. Um, Mariners Diamondbacks showing interest. Ken Rosenthal said, I'll "Show you that." It says here, I'm, "I'm pulling this up on MLB trade rumors. The Mariners and Diamondbacks are among the clubs with interest in free agent slugger Jose Soler." Reports: Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic Soler opted out of his final year of the 13 million dollars of his three years contract with the Marlins at the beginning of the offseason. Okay, so I'm sorry. So Soler is a free agent. And he opted out. What was his opt out? Three years at 30? No, three years. Uh, his final year was $13 million. Mm. And it says here the decision came as a little bit of a surprise when Soler's production this last season. He's 31. He's going to be 32 in February. Still, he hit 36 home runs, slashing 250, 341, 512 in 580 plate appearances. That's what I like is how many bats you're doing. His 11.4 walk rate was second highest of his career since 2016, while his 24.3 strikeout was the lowest of his career. Soler averaged a hefty 91.3 mile an hour off the bat that ranked 91st in the percentile of hitters that barrel on the barreled rate as defined by StatCast. In a market largely devoided by power bats, Soler has clear middle of the order upside in his recent case. And bases on bull improvements are particularly encouraging. So this kind of just sounds like, oh, and I was just about to say this, but I'm going to scroll down here. Kind of sounds like a Teoscar Hernandez that doesn't strike out as much, walks a little bit more around the same age. Says the Marlins are said to have some interest in a reunion, but both Seattle and Arizona are the obvious fits. Or a hitter with this skill set, the Mariners opted not to take make Hernandez a qualifying offer and let him walk, removing one of their top power process. So when I look at his stats, he is very similar to Teoscar, and but improving on the the strikeouts more so than uh, Teoscar is right now. Probably cost you about the same. Would this be a risky lateral move, possibly? No. I like him. Do you? I mean, I'll be the solar naysayer. I don't really think he's worth the money. There's other people out there that I think if you're going to spend $15 million on a guy, there's two other guys I'd rather have than one of Solaire, I guess. Well, last year at 1.8 war, 504 at bass, like I said, 126 hits, 36 home runs, only hit 250, 
75 RBI. See, Teoscar, a lot more RBIs right there. His slugging was 512, 853 OPS. Um, and throughout his career, when you look at the strikeouts, wow. I mean, standard batting. He has gotten, uh, he was one year got an MVP vote. That was in 2019. That's when he hit 48 home runs, but wow, struck out 178 that year. So it, since 19, he's in the years that he played a full season, 19 struck out 178 times, 2021, 142. Uh, last year, 137 games at 141. So he's about an average of what, about 150. This is another 150 strikeout kind of guy. So 50 less strikeouts than other guys. Yeah. So you're a naysayer. No, no, I, I don't. I think he's not worth the money. I think he's getting a little too older. I think he's his, his uh, 10th or 11th year in the league. He's a little bit older. So I'd want to sign uh, some younger younger people for less money, I think. And Hannah? Not fine, but if I, if I had to have my choice. I mean, we need a left fielder. Sure, we talked about signing or trading for Randy Rosarina. But then you would have to give up some stuff to get him. This guy, it's just straight cash, homie. Yep. I would want a Rosarena. I like that guy. So would you give up Logan for him? Sorry, say that again, Hannah. He said he'd rather have Rosarena. I said give up Logan for a Rosarena then. No. I'd give up Wu or Bryce Miller. For a Rosarena and then then sign Solaire. No, I'd probably like have JD Martinez and another starting pitcher. And then that's probably your money spent on it. Okay. And then have and then try to go after another bat at the trade deadline. Huh. But it was in Seattle's Kingdom where the wild Kingdom really had its day. The most frightful delay of all time was the attack of the killer kitten. My gosh, what is that? Is that, that a rat? Like a muskrat or a cat? I don't see that. It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats uh, that, you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched is... Oh, he's just, in pain. Look at him. Boy, that cat is starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top, trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this, trying to get the cat, and the cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws. That was kind of funny. <laughs> Interesting thought here. It is Josh Naylor. It seems like the Guardians have made him available for trade. Obviously, there is a line of people that want him. He's only 26, hit 308 last year, 354, 489, 17 home runs, 495 plate appearances, second straight year of quality production, first place, 124 WRC plus. Um, he's had 993 at bat since the opening day of 2022. So he's in there. He's playing. He's healthy. 
plays first base. We have a first baseman. Um, I'm pulling this up on Yard Barker that does give Seattle note Seattle as a possible partner here um, or a match saying that the Mariners are looking for a particular kind of offensive upgrade as Naylor would fit Seattle's prioritization of good contact hitters. The M's have already parted ways with, you know, Teos, Gino, and Jared in their pursuit of more contact and acquiring Naylor would also give the Mariners, and this is what I thought was interesting what I want to talk about, would also give the Mariners cover to trade first baseman Ty France. So my question to you is if we got Naylor, that's obviously going to take up some pitching, some prospects. I think Cleveland wants some ready to go guys right now. They'd probably take, like you said, a woo or uh, a Miller. Um, but if you were to acquire him, do you see the Mariners having both Ty France and Naylor and then kind of doing a, uh, a DH kind of rotation here? Um, I don't know what his fielding statistics are like. Ty France is a solid defensive first baseman, but it seems like he's on the upswing and he's, as far as the production, been consistent. He's also, I believe, three years younger than Ty France. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Let's start with Hanno. Yeah, a way of of finishing off this roster, if you were able to, Sign him. He's got great offensive numbers, and uh, I think he's pretty solid defensively. Young, I could see that scenario working out, depending on what the other moves are and what where other players might end up signing. That it could be a, a good fit for him in Seattle along with Ty. I like Josh Miller a lot. You know, a lot more than Soler for sure. If we're gonna make some moves, um, I kind of like Randy Orozarena better. You're gonna trade Wu for somebody, but having Naylor on the team, yeah, I'm just signing signing him up because he's a first round number twelve overall draft pick, something like that. And you know, like you said, twenty six years old, young, um, got better years ahead of him. I think he was, so he's yeah. on his way up. So yeah, yeah I like. Uh, I like Josh Naylor a lot, actually. Drafted in the first then, round in 2015 out of Ontario, Canada. Yeah, he's Canadian. We'll hold that against him. Well, but um, move Ty France to third, or is that out of the question now? I, I mean, I don't think that's the plan defensively. I think Ty France, well, who knows what he's doing at driveline, too. It seems like he's getting in uh, better shape but it seems like he's being kind of he's building himself more for more first baseman type it seems like with his body type to me just watching him but as far as Naylor's projections uh stat cast or baseballreference.com says his projections uh for next year which he'll turn 27 um in the season um projects him getting 497 or 450 at bats 18 home runs, 80 RBIs, hitting 282, OPS of 805. God, doesn't that sound like a familiar uh, stat line? That just sounds like a, a healthy Ty France right there at the plate that we used to see in uh, 2021 and 2022. This guy's so much better on the bases. It's not even funny. There is that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I not be laughing then? Um, 
yeah, as far as uh, stolen bases in his career, this guy has 19. I don't know how many Ty France has, negative seven. But, uh, I mean, this is a guy last year, 97 RBIs, 17 home runs. In 2022, 20 home runs. So this guy's as far as power, I mean, he's going to be 27. Maybe you'll see a dip in power. This is a, around a 20 home run, uh, 80 to 90 RBI guy. Um, I'm trying to look up some of his defensive stats. I, I believe he does play a decent first base. Yeah. As far as fielding percentage, it says here he was at, he was at 990, 998. And, uh, let's take this. He said in 2022, he was, it says here four seasons. So it's four seasons of being up in the bigs. He has a 994, um, percentage at first base he's got a 986 he's played 145 games in the outfield so that's something to talk about there's your one and a half outfielders too so this is somebody that can play first base and play in the outfield so with that maybe you could put you could still have ty france on this team and kind of doing a bit of a rotation maybe you could see ty france jd martinez and josh naylor in a lineup I'll take it. Sign me up. Sounds a lot better than what we got going on right now. I think that we could work that within the budget constraints that the that the Mariners have given us because we can make the trade. You get you, can, you trade some pitching. You get Josh Naylor. You sign JD Martinez. Some of your uh, out of your piggy bank. And then you can grab a serviceable, uh, some serviceable outfielders. Yeah, or Rosarena. That'd be so nice. Oh, we're yeah, talking but, crazy. Yeah, we're talking crazy. We want Randy or Rosarena. Uh, Hannah, what's your final thoughts on this before we get out of here? No, it's they all improve the club. I just have no faith in this front office and anything until I see it. I just can't. I can't really dare to dream like you guys. You're not dreaming. You're not dreaming right now. No, oh, I, I I can see it, but I can't believe it. Yeah. And what are we going to do? Where are we going to put Pete Alonzo when we trade for him? <laughs> yeah. The polar bear. I mean, if one thing happens, then you can start believing. But we have to see something here. I don't know if we'll see it before Christmas, but it does seem like after Otani goes, people have been signing – some free agents been dropping off quite a bit of the pitching mm -hmm. has, but it doesn't matter. Mariners aren't. I saw some interesting uh, trade rumors today um, with the Reds because the Reds just signed some international player to play infield. So now they have too many infielders. So they're talking about a, a reunion with uh, Novelle Marte from coming back to Seattle. Wow. And uh, Jonathan, Jonathan India too. So yeah, John, if you got a package with, India and uh, and Marte it seemed like it could work out because uh, Julio and 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 Marte have known each other since they're 15 16 years old they're really good friends oh yeah we we, we know that that would be no belly Marte that would that would make me feel a whole lot better if we could get that guy back I mean that's one of the guys that we have traded here recently that 
we've we've seen it spring training. We saw when the Mariners played them. He looks like a guy that if somebody's going to pop in the next year or if he's going to get going, it's going to happen here in the next two seasons for this guy. If it, if it happens, and from what I've seen, I, I project this guy to turn into a solid player. Don't. What about you, Hannah? Yeah, I mean, he he was the, the, the big piece, I believe, in that Castillo trade that they wanted. So, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable to hear that he might be available. That's cool. Mr. Buner, will you play Pepper with me? I can't, son. It's against the rules. How many times have you heard that? Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. When I'm not running the bases, I'm running for president. Vote for me, and I promise to erase every no pepper sign in America. Mr. Griffey, will you play pepper with me? Sure, kid. Could you help me out with some swing shakes? Oh, yeah, I guess. A shoe under every foot and a pepper game in every backyard. I think Ken Griffey is spending too much time on the field, not enough time on issues like the flat tax. No pepper? I say yes to pepper. Look, pepper was outlawed for a reason. It tears up the turf. You know how big this thing was? Look at this. Pepper man, and right under there, Korean War ends. The man don't want you to play pepper. You gonna listen to the man? If you outlaw pepper, only outlaws will play pepper. So where does the candidate stand on real issues, like the flat tax? I mean, if they're so smart in Washington, why don't they have a baseball team? Baseball without pepper is like baseball without baseballs. Hey, anyone can champion pepper. It takes a real man to champion the flat tax. It's pepper that people want. They don't care about the minimum wage, the flat tax. They want pepper, and they want it now. Pepper to the people, man. Land of the free? Why can't I play pepper? Jefferson should have said life, liberty, pepper in the pursuit of happiness, because it just didn't sound right. But that's what they meant to say. I know that. And where does this moose stand on the flat tax? Thanks again for liking, subscribing. If you're checking us out on YouTube, please subscribe and uh, make sure to give us those likes. Those really help. If you're not subscribed to the podcast yet and you're listening, shame on you. Hit us with that subscription. That really helps us out. Also, those ratings help us out. We like those five tool baseball players here on this podcast. We like those five server views just as much. With that being said, when you're subscribed, when we just decide to drop shit or something happens, there's no guessing game waiting for you with that being said i want to thank the ninja for hitting us up on the toll free rye bread and mustard hotline giving us some scoops hannah get that big yawn out of you and tell me what time it is time to go to bed hit it (laughs) 